0: Hi, my name's Harini. I'm Camille. And this is The News Podcast. Hi everyone, and welcome back to The News Podcast. On today's episode, Camille and I are going to be reviewing, well, giving our two cents on anyway, maybe not review, because we're not film critics, but we're going to be talking about the Barbie movie, which we both watched recently. And I know there was a lot of hype before the film came out like I was seeing articles saying they'd run out of pink paint there was an international pink paint shortage and so there was a lot of buzz around this movie and the ways it was going to portray you know Barbie, femininity, feminism yeah so we're just going to talk about our opinions I guess.
1: How did you find it Camille? I I enjoyed it I'm not gonna lie I am gonna say I feel like first things first we get too much into the episode so I think we both completely acknowledge the fact that it's a very like first world feminism kind of film. Like, I think just straight off the bat, I think just it's just so that we've acknowledged it. Because I think also, like, whatever, even if it was the best film ever created, like, they are still dolls that are going to be made in sweatshops. Like, however much people are buying them and whatever joy yeah. they get from them. Um, But overall, I actually really enjoyed the film. I cried so much. And I think that, honestly, the thing that I most got away from it, though, like, leaving the cinema, yeah. was just how much I didn't care whether or not men understood the film. Like, I actually didn't care whether or not what they thought about it, whether they thought it was good, bad, indifferent, because there's so much of it that you actually can't explain.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. It was definitely, I thought, the film, like for the girls it was it was one that I wanted to watch with my friends yeah and I thought it was so heartwarming how everyone was gonna go watch it dressed in pink and people were saying hey barbie yes. to all, like on the street like all that hype like I thought was it was just really heartwarming and it was it was that whole like female solidarity and community thing that I really yes
1: the solidarity I feel like that's what came I think people you can have a big debate about the empowerment side of it and whether you know being dressed in pink or whatever and whether you need to go full niggly blonde or if you want to be accepted or whatever whatever I think more than empowerment I think solidarity I agree with you I think it really enforced like the idea of like a sisterhood and having each other's back and like yeah just putting your relationships with women woman first I think yeah yeah oh yeah because we were talking when we were chatting about this at the end of last episode actually. um I was saying that the bit that made me cry first and actually the most was when she's like running from a towel and then she just finds the old woman which I think has I can't remember her name I can't remember her name but the old woman that she finds um and she like sits down with her and she's just nice to her and then that's when she like starts crying and she just drinks some tea and it's just such like a tender sweet quiet moment and that for me is like one of the most powerful bits because I feel like it's just the feeling of when you've had a day full of microaggressions or a terrible day of misogyny or whatever and then you actually just sit down with someone nice, and they're not mean to you, and it actually just feels like a whole weight is being lifted off your shoulders. And so I feel like it's related so hard to that one moment that it actually made me cry more than any of the like inspirational speeches. But this is what I mean: that you actually can't explain it to men. Like it's I, I don't. I'm happy to try, but I yeah. feel like I I don't really mind whether or not they think it's terrible or not, because like I actually don't care. I don't know if that's a terrible thing to say.
0: No I agree because even that moment like I didn't cry in it but it made me so emotional because it was like again like you said like if you've had a hard day and you sit down and you don't have to explain it to another woman like they just get it like women always just seem to get it because they've gone through the exact same thing. They get it they actually just understand. Yeah the moment that made me cry the hardest like there were actually tears like falling down my face and I thought this was going to be a really like fun comedic movie I wasn't expecting to go literally God my heart out but was When um, Margot Robbie was having that crisis about her being the stereotypical Barbie and she's like laying on the floor and she's like, you know, like, I'm just not good enough. Like, I'm not good enough. And that's something that you feel like all the time, especially like with feminism, I feel like, because, you know, there's that whole thing that you have to be like, I think it's the expectation of success like you have to be girl boss you can't just go into the like you can't just get a job and not want to be CEO or you can't just you know be a female astronaut and not be the female astronaut that's empowering all these other women to then become do you know what I mean like that's a rubbish of explaining it but yeah
1: I completely agree um but yeah no it's when she's just like I'm not pretty enough to be like pretty but I'm not smart enough to be smart and it's like this this is what all of us feel from age 11 to 18 period a bunch of times afterwards as well yeah no, for sure yeah.
0: yeah that that was really hard hitting it's because I think sometimes this is what we were saying when we were doing the trailer for the the updates we've got on the, the website and stuff I think sometimes we don't celebrate like the mundane everyday little achievements that women have like you've got to do something extraordinary for it to be celebrated that's just not true like me getting up in the morning is is a really big deal for me you know like I'm proud of you I'm proud of you for it. But you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, that, that was hard-hitting for me. Um.
1: I totally get you. And it's okay, to be honest, it's okay not to plug it too hard, but like I think this would be a good time to say that if you do want to hype up your friends for the day-to-day stuff, we do actually have a page on the blog now where you can just like shout out and hype up your friends and give like congratulations to women for things. That, like They're not going to be in the news for it, but like you still want to give them a shout-out. So we are at least doing a little bit of that. But no, I completely agree with you. Also, you know what I thought was interesting was how I really want to watch it with my mum. I, I haven't actually been home in three months now, I think. Um yeah. so like when I was watching the Barbie movie, like I couldn't watch it anymore. But when I go home for Christmas, I really want to because I feel like on the one hand, she I hate it off the bat because my mum has always been anti Barbie. She's always been you know, she's been really anti since I was for as long as I can remember, like passionately anti with Bear because she's always been like, There are children in the world who don't have clothes. I'm not gonna buy your teddy bear roller skates. And I was like, That makes so much sense Anyways, so because she's quite anti like having all these dolls and stuff I feel like she'll go in with a very negative opinion but the whole way through I was thinking about my mum because I feel like the character of the mum is actually more important I think is she stood out to me more than Barbie did and more than, yeah, me daughter too. Yeah. and more than Ken I was just in it to find out what happens to the mum because I feel like when she talks about like, her relationship with her daughter and how it's changed and then when she comes back and she feels so validated like she's struggling like with the hub being a mother but then also like her job and everything and all of the roles that she's meant to be taking on the examples that she has to set all of the time and then it's just so right she gets the most arguments from her daughter far more than like her daughter doesn't argue with her dad we don't see that happen Mm. which is so true and I feel like there's so much guilt between teenage girls and their moms both ways because it's true they argue far more than like with their male counterparts like be it sons and dads um, so I don't know what it is that pits teenage girls against their mothers but I think it's like a universal experience and I just like I felt watching the film I felt so bad for my mom for every time that I've argued with her. Me too I felt so guilty. I know I literally I wanted to call my mom at the end and be like "Hi, oh, yeah, I love you but then I knew that she'd be like What's going
0: on? Yeah. <laughs> no I yeah that was a powerful character though on that I think my only one like disappointment with the film and again I think it was only because like I talked about at the beginning there was so much hype leading into it and obviously Greta Gerwig as the director like she's done so many movies that I've I've loved like Little Women for me was like I love that film Like it was one of my favorite books growing up the movie was just it was amazing right it's such a
1: rarity that the film is actually like fantastic and it yeah because it was usually
0: good books, the films are
1: awful. Yeah, and so like it's so good. I love that film. When I read. Sorry, carry on. I...
0: No, no, <laughs> no. It was so good. Yeah. So I feel like I had expectations going into it. That it was going to be like this huge, like feminist, like like masterpiece. I think the only thing that let me down a little bit was not even let me down, but I think initially when I left the cinema, I was like, I thought it was really on the nose. The um the speech that America Ferrari gave, the mum speech. I don't how did yeah. I go? It was like you know, like, you can't be this. The double standard speech, the one where she was, like, she went on a fair bit. I I thought it was really on the nose. But then I left and I felt really guilty that I didn't, it didn't hit as hard as it was meant to hit because I knew it was meant to be a powerful moment.
1: Yes, I feel you.
0: But I watched, like, a couple TikToks and girls were saying that they felt the same, but then they realised that the movie is actually meant, it's a kid's movie, first of all, and it's also meant for the masses. It's not for, like, we're really privileged, again, like we talked about in the last episode where we've been brought up in a really empowering setting and like we're able to like have access to like the kind of feminism that we're used to and we've seen all of these messages from from young um and other people haven't yeah. and so I can imagine how if this is the first time you're hearing a speech like that because the first time I heard a speech like that yeah it, it was it was a moment that
1: oh it blows you away yeah, yeah the first time you hear like a feminist speech that hits and you feel seen by it and it's all of the stuff that you felt but didn't have to put it in the words you never forget it yeah. You know, I still remember no, the first speech like that for me was um the speech that Julia Gillard gave to the Australian Parliament about misogyny. when yes. she's just because it's so badass that she's not even being like she's not just being okay, for this speech, she's not even just being anti sexism. She's being like, I know that you've said something that's against sexism and I'm still not gonna accept it because I don't wanna hear it from you specifically. Like it's such like anyways, whoever that's irrelevant. Right, I but no, I feel you but it was especially with the speech, like feeling guilty that like it kind of didn't hit, but obviously, because I watched both times I watched it, I was in Germany, and then the second time, um, the time I watched it with was like, um, it was really good. Like as you said, like it was a little bit like on the nose. It was a little bit obvious, and I thought it was super interesting because I agree, like I totally take the point. Um, but it's so true what you're saying. Like that's what I was thinking at the time. Was that like it's not, it's not made for us. Like it's made even, even if the countries, to be honest, in which people probably need to see it the most, it is most likely banned and it's been banned in a lot of countries and um, like they will not have very obvious access to it. Even in the States, like after, can you imagine, because all of the girls who are born now will grow up with Roe versus Wade having just been their whole life. Like they won't ever have known, when they get to teenagers they won't ever have known a world in which abortion was actually legal for them or like a valid option, they'll only have known it being banned, which is just crazy to me because that's like the fact that we know that drugs are illegal to them, they'll just know that having an abortion is not an option. And so I feel like for the girls who then grow up from that generation who are like children now, like, God, they're going to have to hear these speeches like again and again and again because there is so much damage they're going to have to undo. No, 100%. Like, yeah, I completely agree. The subliminal messaging that they'll have been receiving from the media, from their own parliament, like their government and everything like that, it's going to be so tough to undo. So I feel like the more on the nose it is,
0: the better, the, actually, I yeah. think.
1: Hopefully, fingers crossed, yeah, the better. Fingers crossed, the more likely it is to get through to them and to try and, like... Because I thought what was actually powerful, talk in a similar vein about, like, unlearning stuff, um, was all the whole, like, deprogramming of I thought that was really well done. I thought it was a really good, like, message, and I think the wording of, like, reprogramming was a good one. Yeah. Because it's so true. The process of unlearning all the crap that you've been told by society is actually, like, it's an active thing. And it's sometimes really hard. Like it's sometimes really embarrassing to find yourself on the other side of what you've been taught all this time was right. A hundred percent. Like you know, you know that feeling when you feel like your skirt is too short but you only notice halfway through the day. Yes. Or like you realise your shirt is see through but it's six PM you've been wearing it all day, or like this kind of thing. Yeah. Like I yeah. feel like there's most it feels really embarrassing. Or like when you realize that you've not shaved your legs or something. So I feel like all of the like the reprogramming and all the unlearning, I think, was such a powerful bit of the film.
0: Yes. Um no I agree and it was it was something to be celebrated rather than oh like she's doing it wrong she needs to be corrected it wasn't that reprogramming such a like positive way I think to put it because it's I think so yeah I like that too yeah I also liked how you know how feminism is sometimes reduced down to well actually not sometimes a lot of the time reduced down to like free the nipple and burning bras and this and that they reduced in the film the patriarchy i guess obviously to make it like a really simple concept literally to horse beers and mojo dojo casso house yeah yeah. (laughs) that was really interesting to me as well that those are things that she picked um to reduce it down to obviously not in the real world because in the real world she had you know thoughts of death and anxiety and harassment and catcalling but in barbie land it was just horses and bit yeah Um,
1: that's so true that's a good point actually about like Reducing either side of the argument, I agree with that. Yeah, I was gonna say something else about that, but I can't remember. Oh yeah, no, that's be fair That was one thing that I didn't massively get about the film was the symbolism of it being like overthrown and then getting it back, and the whole thing with when Ken's crying and like his whole thing. Or, like this. Okay, first of all, the song. Like I'm just Ken. Like I don't actually get. I don't actually get it. It's a great song. It's so funny. But then now I'm really confused because now all the men who watch the film are taking it really deep. And I kind of don't, I think I'm missing something. I think that's on me. I think I'm missing something because I thought it was hilarious, but it turns out people are taking it serious.
0: No, it's true because the actual whole response of men to this film, I think is crazy. Because I think some people walked out and they were like, oh my God, this is just misandry. But like, it's not like, it's not like, no. do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Ken became, I think, the star of the whole Barbie movie, which is also just sad in itself i think it was harder for mm-hmm. the female character to shine when you had
1: Ken, yeah, actually, actually just true. like
0: comedic centerpiece of the whole film um that's actually true yeah even the song like i think that's the song that...
1: i love the song i thought i mean wait no sorry the other i'm in mean, the other song the song that he's singing when he sings on the guitar oh
0: I thought that one. sorry sorry because yeah, i yeah, think
1: yeah. again in terms of like subliminal messaging because it's just, like i can't watch he's singing, he's like I'm gonna push you around and I will. I'm gonna shut you down. Like I'm gonna put you down. Blah, blah blah blah. I think it's so true because again, with the like the constant messaging in the background of like putting down women, because it's so true. Every time we switch on the radio, that's what we're the song is. But we all sing along because there's a vibe and the beat is good. But like the amount of stuff that like we were listening to or singing to at primary school, literally from primary school, from the minute you switch on the radio when you're six years old, like so much of the song that we're either singing to or just hearing on a day-to-day basis are really, really problematic. And so I think I really like that. I think that was actually one of my favorite details of the film was just how unbelievably toxic the lyrics to that song were.
0: Yeah. And what did you yeah. think about the ending? Because I was mixed about that for a bit as well. Like um, where they basically like Barbie Land just kind of went back to how it was before. And then um obviously Margot Robbie's Barbie, the stereotypical Barbie, went into like the real world. Like what did you think about the ending?
1: I don't know. I feel like to be it was an interesting one because I felt like I actually thought less about the ending than I did about the middle. I think did they, when I did it did again with the girl that I was watching it was in Berlin, she really, well in Germany so, she really laughed at the end when it was like um I'm gonna, I was waiting see the gynecologist and that, that's like her big thing and like I hadn't realized how funny it was like, she spent, until she explained to me like it's so true because like she now I get now I get why it's funny because she thinks yeah. that she's gonna have a good time and that's where she's starting I feel like everyone else listening before you already got, I didn't get it personally because apparently I'm just <laughs> unfunny. I don't know, but then now when I realized that it was meant to be ironic because I didn't realize it was ironic, so I was really confused and I was like, if this is what empowerment looks like, but now I get it. It's
0: no, it's sarcastic. hilarious, it's so funny,
1: yeah, it's so true. you just gonna have a terrible time of it. Um, but yeah, what did you think of the ending?
0: I I was just pretty really confused, I think that's where the movie lost yeah, that's me the thing a tiny bit. It's, I, I got confused it basically, you know, where okay, the Barbie said like taken over not taken over Barbie world but like they've reclaimed Barbie world and then Ken like goes to her house and he's like crying and he's really upset and then she's like I'm leaving I don't want to be your like long-term distant something girlfriend anymore I don't know I just I didn't get it yeah I I
1: didn't get why we were meant to have so much sympathy for Ken I think yeah this is the bit that I didn't understand there were really moments where like it really felt like we were meant to have an immense amount of sympathy for him and I kind of didn't understand why the details I thought were great but then somehow the actual bigger plot points I actually do not understand as much.
0: But also that being said, like the movie is only two hours long, and I think they covered a lot of ground.
1: They covered a lot of ground. Overall, I loved the movie, one hundred percent. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. Oh, actually, one last thing that I wanted to say was, um, when going back to the reprogramming section of the film, yeah, um, I I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was really bold, and I thought there was actually like a good message, though. That because okay, obviously, we talk a lot in feminism about the importance of choice, which I I absolutely stand by. Like, you can 100% choose to say I have the cost of children, there's nothing unfeminist about that. Yeah, I think I don't want to talk about countries that I don't live in, Mm -hmm. but I kind of still want to say, especially in the States, the whole thing of like girl power and like, for example, Trump's daughters and like the women in the White House who were anti abortion and helped to go through like, helped to overturn Revis's wages and things like that. I feel like. The fact that they were so in the film, they were so anti all of these women who had like who had an education and who knew their worth and everything like that, then degrading themselves to be like side pieces of men, mm-hmm. I thought it was very brave of them to be so anti that and yet still be a feminist film. But I completely agree with them. Yeah, like, I think that, and I think I think everyone does. I think everyone watching the film agrees. Like when mm-hmm. she goes from being a scientist and then she's wearing all like like getting him his beer and whatever blah 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 but I think it was a real risk because I think that a lot of people a lot of like I mean again I don't want to go back to countries that I have no list but I think a lot of Republican women who are the kind of ilk that I was just describing like I think a lot of people who disagree with that
0: yeah um, although with that I think sometimes again it needs to be like on the nose for people to realize that they have so much internalized misogyny
1: yeah oh uh, 100% I agree yeah it really called out your internalized misogyny I agree with that so I think it was great. I think it was a really important detail. It's about the um, high heels as well. The fact that like she's got the feet that stay out, right? And it's like, actually, that's so true. Our feet don't look like that. So why are we trying to fit them? I'm literally wearing heels right now and be such a hypocrite. But like <laughs> but I think it does cause like goes into the less misogyny of like our feet are not built at a 45 degree angle. And yet we're putting them into shoes that were built for a plastic gold. Yeah, no,
0: Or even the um even the bit where she's like, oh my god, and like cellulite and that for me was just like growing up like it was the first time I'd heard these words didn't know what cellulite was and then suddenly I'm insecure about it like like where did that come from like I didn't know what it was where does it come from yeah or hip dips like what is that where did that come from why why did I suddenly have like a phase where I was like working out to like get rid of them it's so stupid oh
1: my gosh literally fights also because like the whole thing of um they say at some point it's just like I mean like what's the big deal like what you're afraid of the Bob gets say like well, there's something, something a line like that that really shows that it's meant to be like a humorous thing like a, this is so ridiculous but it's so true because it is ridiculous like it's such a small thing and yet it 100% will define like entire eras of people's lives yeah. certainly whole parts of their budget mm. and like so much brain space like so much space in your mind to think about things like that and it's so true it is going to be ridiculous but we're so like and like we're so encouraged to worry about it but yeah anyways those are all my thoughts
0: yeah I have one last one just because I remembered it there was a line that the um it was in the car and the daughter said it to the mum and she was just like oh like men hate women and women hate women and that for me like
1: oh yeah that's the only thing we can agree on right yeah because
0: that's how it feels like you walk out and it's like oh yeah it's so
1: true it's so true yeah well I mean it's so true it's so true that's how it feels I'm not gonna say it's so true in that it exists I feel like I'm, I'm personally I'm holding out hope yeah if anyone else i feel like it's a film that a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on so if anyone wants to send us their thoughts we are more than welcome to and we will read them out or put them on their instagram or yeah
0: 100 percent. please reach out to us at admin at news.co.uk that's our email address <laughs> yeah um we look forward to hearing from you hopefully and giving you a new episode next week that's all from us this was the news podcast bye